Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. We talked last episode about opportunities and the importance of opportunities. And today I wanted to follow up with a few ways to put yourself in the best position to be able to take advantage of any and all opportunities that may come your way. Like anything in life, this is not a one-size-fits-all kind of easy-button solution. How you take advantage of your opportunities will depend on your individual skill set and your personality. However, at the 10,000-foot view looking down, I feel like being able to execute these couple of things will give you an advantage and allow you to take care of as many opportunities as possible. And I'm just basing this on my own personal experiences in running a small business working for other people's small business and on conversations I've had with business owners among various professions. Being a business owner is a weird little club you belong to because when you meet other business owners, that's all you talk about because you find that you have similar problems with hiring, business, just everything is very relatable. And operating your own business is much like parenting. There's no one there cheering you on saying that was the right decision. Good job. So when you get a chance to talk to other business owners or other parents for that matter, there's always some sense of camaraderie and you end up learning a lot. So it feels to me like these kind of build on each other. So we'll start with the first building block is self-awareness. No, you don't even know what you don't know. Okay. Let alone that you don't know everything. And an easy way to think about this is just take the white belt approach, you know, like in karate, the white belt, just a beginner. Be humble and open to learning everything you can, because the lower you are in the totem pole of that hierarchy of the of your field, the more opportunities there are to take advantage of. And no one likes to know it all. There's nothing more exhausting than hearing. I know after you tell somebody something you just made it crystal clear that you're going to be difficult to train. And a lot of job interviewers will try and identify this trait early on in the interview process and not even hire you if they hear the, I know. A job interview is more about your compatibility with the existing team than it is about your qualifications and your resume. They will ask you questions to see how it will be working with you. Can this person give me the information I need? Can this person relay information effectively and efficiently? Or is it going to be some epic saga every time we talk? There are plenty of people with your same education, your same resume, your same qualifications. And how you respond to directions and training and how you communicate with others is the difference maker in getting opportunities. And my friend Tony had a very interesting take on this when he was talking about how he hires people. And I think it's a great look inside the mind of someone who's responsible for giving someone an opportunity, what they're looking for, and more importantly, what they're not looking for. And then I interview those people. Basically, at that point, I'm interviewing because I know you have the qualifications. My questions might sound like I'm asking about qualifications, and I ask only the exact same questions the exact same way to every candidate. It's fascinating when you do that and you see different ways that people interpret a question. That gives you insights that you might not have even seen before. Really, what I'm trying to get at is like, to put it bluntly, like, can you hang? Like, are you going to piss me off? 
if you report to me. You know what I mean? Or if you'll take 45 minutes to answer every, one question, there's something where that I'll take into consideration. It's not an automatic, you're out. But it's like, all right, if it's incredibly engaging, then that, that's something I might need to work on with them or something like that. But, but then also, like, do you have a sense of humor? Does this person sit in a closet and, and only read about, think about, watch, or do things related to this profession? There's a cultural aspect to my team, and it has nothing to do with the worldly culture that you came from. It has to do with how you interact with people on a team. And that is universal. It doesn't matter what kind of person you are. If someone can think, write, and speak clearly and say what they mean, they're fucking dangerous. And I want that person on my team. I don't care where they came from. I don't care how old or how young they are. That's someone I want on my team. And that is a universal trait. All right, great stuff from my buddy Tony over at the TMI podcast with Tony and Michelle talking about his hiring process. And I played that because it is a good look behind the curtain on what people that make the decisions on whether or not you get an opportunity, what they're looking for. And it boils down to having that self-awareness and being able to communicate effectively with people is how you get your foot in the door. Nobody wants to listen to a fucking story after every question. It's exhausting. And when you're in a job interview, people are trying to figure out if they can work with you, if they want to deal with you. And that may sound cold, it may sound harsh, but that is the reality. Okay, you're joining a team, you're joining another family. You're going to be spending a lot of time with these people. You can't pick your family, but you can pick your coworkers. Okay, so I thought that was great stuff from Tony. And if I had to go to a job interview, you know, I show up and I just... Tell them straight up, I'm a good listener. I want to learn as much as I can. And if I don't know something, I will tell you. And if you say figure it out, then I'll give it my best shot. And I may acknowledge what they're worried about. If I think it's a problem and they think it's a problem, hey, we're on the same team. But you have to avoid the, oh, don't worry, sir. I'm not one of those guys who never shuts up or someone who, you know, is a know-it-all. You see, I'm a people person. I'm blah, 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 blah. You know, don't be that guy. Eye contact, short and direct answers, and when they ask you questions to see how much information you'll give or how you would handle a situation, the best answer is, it depends. It depends on the situation. Depends on if the person asking for information needs a yes, no, or I don't know, or if they need more of a story for context. So just smile, make eye contact, and with some self-awareness, you'll get the opportunity. Okay, so now you're in. Now you have an opportunity. Now what? Effort effort. Be early, be organized, be prepared, take notes, ask questions. All things everyone can do. And the trick here is to use your self-awareness to navigate the landscape until you get your bearings and understand who's who and the personalities of the people you're dealing with. You need to ask questions. You also need to pay attention to how they respond. Most people love talking shop, but they hate talking to talk. So you have to use your body language clues and their engagement level and their energy level to know how to navigate those situations in each person. Have fun. Be positive. Be thankful. If people like you, they will share more information with you and more experiences with you and help you more. And this is something I'm trying to get my kids to understand. They have some friends I really like. I will go out of my way to talk to them, share my experiences with them and help them any way, anywhere I can. And then they have some friends that 
I wouldn't help, or I wouldn't volunteer any information. If they asked a question, I might just give a short answer. They're not, they're not bad kids, they're just not my cup of tea, right? They're the ones that don't make eye contact, they're the ones that walk away from me while I'm talking to them. You know, that kid is not receiving any opportunities from me. However, the friends who are polite, self-aware, inquisitive, and ask questions and generally care about the answer, ah, how can I help you, kid? Those are the kids that will get opportunities because people like me will help them. And if you want to be left alone and make your own way at your own pace, cool. I'm not saying this stuff is for everybody, but I hope you can see the difference in how it's perceived by those who are in a position to help you and give you opportunities. Next up is to volunteer and say yes to everything. You know that saying, you get out what you put in? Very true. I said yes to every side project, weekend project, night project I could as I was growing up. Just being a set of hands is helpful to people and you get to learn new skills. I've been an unskilled set of hands on so many shitty jobs, but I always learn something. Wearing a short sleeve shirt, working with fiberglass insulation, that's a shit job. However, if the person you're working with likes you, they'll explain that, hey, those are little shards of glass. Fiber, glass, those are little fibers of actual glass that get stuck in your pores, and that's the pain you feel. And then they'll tell you to wash your arms with cold water. So your pores close up and then they'll teach you how to wash your arms in a certain direction so you actually get them out instead of driving them further into your arm. That was a shit job, but you just learned something that you can pass on to someone. And now you've made your workday a little bit less shitty. So say yes to the shit work. Do your best. Don't complain. Oh, and I forgot a very important part. When someone asks you to do something or tells you what to do, Get in the habit of saying, no problem, or you got it. Throughout my career in management and in ownership, I've dealt with people who will give you the, the text back K, right? Or you text them to do something, there's a phone call, then there's a bunch of questions. Oh, why me? So-and-so's closer. You're, they're trying to talk their way out of doing what you're paying them to do. Those people suck. They are exhausting to deal with. The people who respond back with, no problem, you know, because it's my job to do what you tell me to do, love those guys. They will get opportunities. You will give them so many more opportunities because they're easy to deal with. This is real life, okay? This is reality. The only person who gives a shit about you is you. So you're not owed anything. No one has taken anything away from you. You don't deserve anything. You're not entitled to anything. If you're not getting the opportunities you think you deserve, that's a you problem. Spend some time asking yourself some tough questions like, how can I be better? Or what am I doing wrong? What can I be doing better? Ask for some feedback. It, at the minimum, it'll show that you care. And I've said a few times to people in, in my life, hey, is there anything else I can be doing to be better or to get ahead or to get a raise? Employers would love to give you metrics to hit to pay you more money. It benefits both parties. If you bring more value to the table, people have no problem paying you more. And guess what? If they don't want to pay you, you have skills that someone else will gladly pay for. And the final part of my little Tony Robbins pitch to take advantage of an opportunity is to be 
irreplaceable. Become the person the boss cannot afford to lose. This gives you so much leverage and it opens the door to so many more opportunities. And you achieve this by playing to your strengths, right? This is not just about being the best mechanic. I will take a mediocre mechanic with a good positive attitude over the expert mechanic who can fix freaking anything with his eyes closed, but has an attitude problem. I can teach somebody how to be a better mechanic. We can train people to be a better mechanic. I can't teach someone how not to be an asshole. Be irreplaceable. Be the glue guy. Keep morale up. Morale is so important to a company. The smaller the company, the more important it is. The morale guy is irreplaceable. Or be the most dependable. In today's day and age, shit, you, you, might, you might have a job for life just by showing up every day. And if you show up on time, which is 10 minutes early, if you show up on time and you're prepared and you have a positive attitude, you are irreplaceable. And you're going to have good jobs. You're going to have bad jobs. You're going to have good bosses. You're going to have f- bad bosses. You're going to have some great coworkers. And you're going to have some shitty ones. You take the good from the good and learn what not to do from the bad. And you'll be able to make the most of your opportunities if you want to. Where does this get you, you may ask? Make lots of money? If you want, if that's important to you, sure. But for me, it has gotten me to a magical place of I don't give a shit. Nick, you said to care. I do care. I try really hard at everything I do. What I mean is when you know how to take advantage of opportunities and you have acquired some skills, you are employable for the rest of your life. There is zero pressure. There's no panic. Oh, what do I do if I, this happens? It took me 44 years to get to the I don't give a shit island. And let me tell you, it is a way better way to live. I used to be stressed out of my tits every day. According to my wife, I was like at an eight every day. However, when you can figure out what's really important in your life and you have the ability to take advantage of opportunities, there's no pressure. There's a lot less to worry about. The I don't give a shit part is if I wake up tomorrow with nothing, who gives a shit? I have skills to get whatever I need. I can walk into anywhere and get an entry level job and absolutely crush it. All because of the skills and life lessons I've learned by taking advantage of opportunities. And once you're not worried about losing bullshit material things that you have, life gets way easier. It doesn't solve all of your problems. I mean, life is suffering, but it does make the suffering more bearable. I'd like to thank you very much for joining us today. I'm going to be a guest on the TMI with Tony and Michelle podcast on Thursday. So look for that episode to be released sometime in late 2023. (laughs) And after that, I'm working on another special series, this time history related. We're going to experience World War II through the eyes of my grandfather as he went from a college student at Wesleyan University to an Army Air Force pilot to a plane crash survivor to a prisoner of war to an ex-prisoner of war all by the time he was 24 years old. So I'm looking forward to sharing an amazing story about an amazing man. Thank you everyone for joining us and everyone have a great day.